Can I tell them? No, Courtney. This one is mine. No, I want to tell them. (laughs) No, I'm going to tell them. Okay, Okay, you guys. We have some really big news to share. We are so excited to announce the launch of Sweet Rye Social, a new division at Socialfly that's dedicated to growing emerging brands and businesses just like yours. Interested in learning more? Shoot us a line at info at sweetrise.com and we'll be happy to set up a complimentary 30-minute consultation. DM us with any questions. At that point, Girl Scouts was 103 years old and had never really established ourselves as a brand. You know, in a lot of organizations, you'd show up as like the VP of brand and there'd be like a brand book or some guidelines or, you know, a presentation that you could share with a potential, you know, creative um, agency. And none of those things existed. How do you take the momentum of a more than century-old iconic brand and keep it current for a new generation, all while staying true to what makes it a meaningful part of the fabric of our culture. That's the charge of Mishka Pitter Armand, VP of Brand and Product Marketing for the Girl Scouts of the USA. This isn't just about brand or marketing. It's about leading the messaging of an organization that can inspire countless future entrepreneurs. This episode was recorded in front of a live audience at the Insight Group Brand Marketing and Digital Summit in New York. This is the Entrepreneurista Podcast, presented by Socialfly. It's the best business meeting you'll ever have with must-hear real-life looks at how leading women in business are getting it done and what it takes to build and grow a successful company. It's beyond the gram. With no filters, no limits, and plenty of surprises. Nishka, thank you so much for being here with us today. We're so excited to talk to you about your role at Girl Scouts and how you've grown your career. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. You know, My role at the Girl Scouts was not kind of what I expected, but not exactly. I'd always um, loved making social impact since I was in high school and always volunteered in college. I did an internship at USAID, um, but never thought it was going to be my job. And when I was a consultant, I recognized that I loved consumers and I was like, I'm not getting enough of my consumer fix here. I need to like really get into consumer goods. And to be honest, like, give me a bag of peanut M&Ms, a one-way mirror. That is my happy place. <laughs> what color? <laughs> I, have, I take them all. I take them all, the full rainbow. Um, and I'd spent 10 years at PepsiCo, business school, PepsiCo, really going down like the business track. And I hit 10 years, and I was like, okay, so what am I going to do for the next 10 years? Am I going to keep doing this or am I going to make a pivot? And I did the math and really thought about the things that motivated me the most. And I thought back to a project that I worked on. It was focused on PepsiCo's involvement in the UN Sustainable Development Goals. And I realized I wasn't waking up at 3 o'clock in like a cold sweat because I was nervous about a presentation. I was waking up because I had this idea. I had to get it down, and I had to share it with the team. And thinking back to that moment was when I said, you know what? That was when I was most fulfilled. I'd always enjoyed my job, but I felt like 
this was really where I was like squeezing the most out of every moment. And that's when I decided, you know, I want to use my skills for good and I want to build a relationship with consumers that makes, that leaves a positive mark on the world. And that's where my journey began. And how did you find Girl Scouts? Um, It was serendipitous. I found them, actually a co-worker from mine from my PepsiCo days was also working there and she's like, you need this job. And it came together. The things that I deal with all the time are stuff that I know everyone in the audience deals with, right? Like competing priorities, limited budgets, breaking through the noise. Um, We are an old organization. We've been around for a really long time. Girl Scouts was founded as a leadership organization for women and for girls before women had the right to vote. So this sense of us being an activist organization is steeped in our blood. Um, We're also a membership organization, and as a nonprofit, this sense of focusing on the member, focusing on customer service is something that I know a lot of people recognize, but when you're focusing on customer service for people that are volunteering their time, sometimes 20, 30 hours a week, it takes on a whole other level of significance when you have to think about how do you address the needs of someone that is really like, this is not even their their night job, this is like the side hustle, and how do you give them that motivation to keep going? Um, And the other thing too is that we're so spread out. There's literally one Girl Scout troop in every residential zip code in the United States, and in this political climate, in the way that our society is today, there's so many constituents and so many points of view, and so many landmines, to be honest, that it makes it a really interesting mix of trying to navigate that space. And because we're the Girl Scouts, because people expect a really high level of quality from the things that we do, um, that makes it really, really challenging. But, you know... But it also means that we've got the pulse on what people are thinking, what people are feeling. And so I think that um, the volunteer aspect, as well as the regional breadth of who we are as an organization here in the United States, are some of the things that, not to mention, we're a nonprofit. So, you know, multi-million dollar budgets are not in the game plan for me. So when I think about how do we affect change, how do we get our message out there, how do we break through the clutter... It's, it's really, we have to be really, really strategic and um, frugal in the way that we move the needle. Well, we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But what I want to know is, does being a woman bring added insight into your role at Girl Scouts? Um, I mean, I think the obvious answer is yes. Like, girl is in the name of our organization. <laughs> so I have a special affinity for the work that we do. Um, I would say... You know, one of the things that is most profound to me is that, look, I started my career in management consulting. So definitely recognize those situations where I was like the only woman in the room, much less the only woman of color in the room. And moving into an organization where there are 110, 111 female CEOs that represent the organization was really quite a shift. 
Um, but I recognize the power of that collective. And that is really, really um, important to me. And, you know, as a mom, and I think about the things that our children are facing and how, particularly for young girls, there's so many things that are telling you to go, go, go and be your very best. But then there's so many things at the same time that are telling you, but don't celebrate too hard, don't want it too much it makes me recognize that um, there's something special that I'm doing. There's, a, there's, there's something really important to the message that we have to share. Um, and it makes me feel like, well, I have a responsibility to make sure that what I'm going through today or what I went through isn't as hard as it could be for, for girls and young women coming up. And let's talk about those messages that you want to share. So you're trying to appeal to both parents and their children online. How do you manage to create content that appeals to both demographics? It is so hard. <laughs> like, I know everyone in the audience recognizes this too, right? Um, it's challenging. It's complicated. But one of the things that we do recognize is that word of mouth is our primary channel to conversion. And when we think about conversion, it means someone raising their hand saying, yes, I want to be a Girl Scout. I want my daughter to be a Girl Scout. Um, and it is really all about making sure that that experience is like as flawless as possible. But then again, coming back to the volunteer aspect, the folks that are spreading the message for you, they're not employees. Like they're doing this out of the kindness of their heart. Um, and so as we think about the power of word of mouth, as we think about the ability for people to really um, feel good enough and excited, about, uh, excited enough about our product to really want to share that message, um, we recognize that it's really about one person at a time. Um, and part of it comes through, you know, the work that we do on social, and a lot of it comes through the work that we, um, the way that we empower um, our councils across the country to really embrace this message and have that consistency as we push it out there. Can you tell us a little bit more about the rebrand that you initiated at Girl Scout? Because I know when you first joined the, um, the organization in about 2016, they were just getting started on the rebrand. How have you really been able to position the company as the premier female leadership brand? It really started, to be honest, before 2016, um, and at that point, Girl Scouts was 103 years old and had never really established ourselves as a brand. You know, in a lot of organizations, you'd show up as like the VP of brand and there'd be like a brand book or some <laughs> guidelines or, you know, a presentation that you could share with a potential, you know, creative um, agency. And none of those things existed. Because as an organization, we thought of ourselves as a nonprofit, we thought of ourselves as a leadership organization, but not as a brand. And so one of the first things that I had to do was, how do I convince 2.5 million people that not only are you part of a really important organization and you're doing lots of great things for yourselves and your community, but we're also brand stewards and giving everyone an opportunity to embrace that. So it really started with internal basics first. Like, how do we articulate who we are, and how does everyone find a way to connect with the Girl Scouts brand? And 
part of it was just defining what Girl Scouts was because I'm a realist. I recognize that it's Girl Scout cookies that comes to mind first, and maybe you think of camping second, but we are a leadership organization. And what does that mean? It means establishing um, high goals, like a go-getter. It means using resources in a really innovative fashion. It means trying new things and not being afraid to take risks. And it means leading with empathy. As a leadership organization, we're not about sharp elbows. It's about how do you bring people along with you? And serendipitous, if you take go-getter, innovator, risk-taker, leader, and build it into an acronym, it spells G-I-R-L. Perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, how about that? Um, and using that platform and sharing it with the members of the organization it took off like wildfire. It was like, people were like, yes, finally, I have a way to articulate to, for me, who was never, who was not a Girl Scout, to people that weren't really sure what Girl Scouts was beyond the, the famous cookies. How do we talk about what leadership means? Because leadership comes to mind for a lot of different people, and it's not a six-year-old girl, right? But if you say go-getter, if you say innovator, if you say risk-taker, and you say leading with empathy, all of a sudden it's like, okay, yeah, I get it. And I can find something in one of those four words that represents me. I may not be all of them all the time, but I'm definitely one of those four at any given moment. And I can always strive for that as well. Um, and to be in, over the last three years, it's been like full-on effort, internal, internal, internal. And in the first six months, we were able to get 90% of our CEOs across the country to say, yes, I recognize go-getter, innovator, risk-taker, leader. We are supporting that initiative, and we have opportunities for training for all of our volunteers and staff. And that was a huge win to get that, that level of support from so many people so spread out across the country. Um, and so now, three years later, it's taken a long time because, remember, nonprofit, small budgets. <laughs> 103 years old. <laughs> 103 years old. So, like, yes, there's an effort, and it's, it's a battleship, right, not a skipper or whatever. I, I'm sorry. I'm going that back. Um, and so now we're moving on to the next phase. So how do we continue to foster that same level of enthusiasm internally and now shift it to our external audiences? We were always doing external messaging, but now we've got a platform for us to launch in into even more comprehensive um, and game-changing uh, ways that we're going to tell our story. What are some of the ways that over the past two years this has shown up for new audiences, even on social media, how you've been presenting the girl platform? Um, it's popped up in a lot of different ways. So, you know, when we think about um, changing perceptions, one of the first things that we wanted to do was really talk about Girl Scouts in an unexpected way. And part of it was just talking about those words and what are all the things, all of the different pieces of emotion and personalities that come into that. The second was really looking at our programming. So I mentioned the cookies that everyone knows so well. We made a concerted effort, and we recognized that the Girl Scout Cookie Program is the largest girl-led entrepreneurial program in the world. And we 
and coming back to consistency, we repeated that in every moment and every touch point. And so three years later, as we're measuring the way and the, the relationship that people have with Girl Scout cookies and entrepreneurship, we've seen that mark move by 13%. So we're seeing that that messaging and that consistent and that unexpected take on something that people are so familiar with is working to our benefit. The second thing that we did is that we made huge investments in STEM. Girl Scouts has been doing STEM since 1913 with the first electrical engineering badge when women didn't have the right to vote. Did I mention that? (laughs) Didn't have the right to vote when an organization was formed. And so really bringing forward that heritage in STEM and we were so lucky that our, our CEO that joined the organization in 2016 is legit a rocket scientist. So having her, Silvia Acevedo, having her as a proponent of how STEM um, has affected her life and how being a Girl Scout put her on the ba- on the path to being a rocket scientist, uh, rocket scientist, was um, another tremendous proof point for us as an organization, as well as for the outside world to recognize. Okay, yeah, I can see how. Girl Scouts is not one-dimensional. I can see how the work that, how your heritage is now proving, um, serving as a launching pad for the organization to move into the future. I will say I did get my start as an entrepreneur selling Girl Scout cookies when I was a brownie, so it's definitely (laughs) true. (laughs) And what's next for Girl Scouts? I'm really, really excited about our ability to harness um, the power of you know, our, our organization and really looking at opportunities where we can think through where growth is across the United States, where we can think through new and different ways for us to give a different perspective and an expected way on how the people think about Girl Scouts. Um, I'm really excited to demonstrate to the world that girls are leaders and most importantly, that there is a level of ambition and drive in every person. It doesn't manifest itself in the same exact way for for every individual, but the power of having those different experiences, being able to, for a shy girl to come up to a door and say, will you buy a box of cookies? Or even just to raise her, raise her hand in class, or to change legislation, Those are literally all of the things, that entire spectrum of different activities are the things that are the opportunities that girls get in Girl Scouts. And I'm so excited about being able to tell those stories. Uh, Something that Stephanie and I like to do on the show is surprise and delight our guests. So we actually got uh, a little gift for you. Thank Uh, you. Thank you so much. (laughs) And lastly, what does being an entrepreneurista mean to you? Um, well, first, it definitely means change maker, right? Um, and change maker in the sense of moving into an, an, an organization and creating a new path, a new way of thinking, a new approach. And it really is sometimes by accident. And sometimes your call, that is a call to action. Join us and help us move in this new direction. 
Um, but ultimately, I also think that it's something that's part of your personal brand, right? And it's something that, in a lot of ways, as women, um, we should embrace more. And, you know, making those bold moves and, like, being the voice in the room saying, you know, I, I have a question. <laughs> I'm just wondering if we could think about it this way. Um, and I've found that in my career, making the transition from corporate to nonprofit, so many of the things um, that I did as a brand manager at Pepsi and the things that I'm doing today, all of those skills are transferable. It's all about you know, getting deep with the consumer, really digging into those insights, and not being afraid to be surprised by what you find. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today and sharing your story and how you're the change maker within Girl Scouts. Where can everyone find you and follow Girl Scouts all over social? Yeah, just, you know, at Girl Scouts. Everywhere at Girl Scouts. Everywhere at Girl Scouts. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here. And thank you, everyone, for listening to our live recording of the Entrepreneurista podcast. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Courtney. And this is the best business meeting we've ever had. Thank you, guys. Thank you.